Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Brian Hirsch? Kathy, good morning to you. Hello, how are you? Yes, nice to see you back. I mean, firstly, let me just say thanks to Olive and KG for running the show while you're, while you're away. Absolutely. But it's so lovely to have you back, so lovely to hear, see you there. It's lovely seeing your body language, particularly when people are calling in and there's smiles on your face and you're agreeing and just lovely. Lovely to have you back. And please, God, your two the little kids are now, what, six months? No, Brian, Five. not six months, four. Four months? Mm. Okay, well. They're still babies. Well, you know, big big step for you to come back yesterday. Yeah. Leave them, and uh, I'm sure you can't wait to get home. I, I I must expose you to the listeners, Brian. Can I expose you? Sure. Why do you look so nervous? You're not a dodgy guy. Sorry. <laughs> Why do I look nervous? Brian, the minute I said I'm going to expose you, he's he's looking at me like, what is she going to say? So I must tell you that Brian Hirsch called me. Um, not a month went by that he did not call me. And in fact, sometimes it, was, it would be once every two weeks to check up on me, to see how I was doing. I appreciate that so much, Brian. Well, Yeah, we, you're, a, you're a good guy. You're well, a we, good guy. We built a great relationship, and I love being on the air with you. Uh, you give me so much license in, in the financial programs. And people love you. People love having you back. And uh, your, your substitutes did a great job, but it's good to have you back. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Brian. I really, really appreciated your support. So the one thing you don't have to tell me about <laughs> is inflation, right? Or rather, the increasing cost of living. I, I prefer to talk about the increasing cost of living because that feels like it's more tangible. It's something that I understand, whereas inflation just seems like a term that I hear from the Reserve Bank every once in a while, difficult for me to make sense of as economists talk about it. But on a practical level, if you tell me and ask me about the increasing cost of living, I'll tell you all about it. And, you know, we, we spent the, the first hour taking a lot of contributions on low shedding. We're getting less power, but it costs more. You know, if you buy electricity for 500 rand, you're getting much less out of it than you were last year this time. And it's difficult to actually uh, account for inflation in our budgets. Where do we even begin? How do we even begin to anticipate, okay, this is what we can expect in as far as our costs and how we can expect them to go up? Well, Kathy, the South African situation is very different to the international situation. I mean, if we think about Inflation up to the early 70s, in other words, the increase in prices was not as dramatic as, or as in the 70s when the oil price went up enormously. And that's when people started to realize one of the major impacts of, that causes inflation is a rise in the oil price. So when you read out the financial report in a few minutes' time, you're going to give the rand, the value of the rand, and then you're going to give the price of oil. And if the price of oil is increasing and the rand is weakening, it just means that we're going to be paying much more for our oil. So when you talk, yes, about price increases, I always say to individuals, go to a supermarket and fill a basket. You can do that. Now, take out half the goods in that basket and whatever you paid for that basket today, in five or six years' time, you will probably be paying exactly the same for half the basket, which means that the goods are going up. But the question is, 
how do we bring that? How do we control inflation? How do we control inflation in our budget? We had a period in time in South Africa where interest rates were low, a good two and a half years. Now, we are aware that the majority of working South African, I don't know too many that don't, have debt. And their debt is made up of healthy debt, which is bond finance. You buy a home, you've got to take a bond. Who can pay cash for a home? You buy a car, you take an HP or a lease, or you take finance on that car. And you take it at a certain rate of interest. When inflation comes in, in other words, when prices start to rise, and it's the statistical inflation, it's the inflation that comes from the different government, the different reserve banks, the Federal Reserve in the United States, they say that prices have risen by so much, and therefore, because prices have risen so much, we now have to try and get inflation down, because long-term inflation is an absolute nightmare. I'll give you, I, did a, I, I did a healthcare program last Last night, and I'll give you an example. Healthcare inflation increases in healthcare in medical aids is increasing at between three and four percent above the rate given to us. At the moment, our rate is seven point one percent. Discoveries increases for this year range between seven point nine and nine percent, which means that in you're paying five thousand for your medical aid in eight years' time you will be paying 10000 and in another eight years, you'll be paying 20000 Now, if we talk about healthcare, you know, as you get older, your debt should start to fall away from your family costs. Your educational costs and supporting children should fall away. And when you reach retirement, your savings should fall away because you're not going to be saving at retirement and drawing at retirement. You're actually going to be drawing on your pension, so you're not going to be saving. You may be saving some of the money you draw. The one cost you're going to have that's going to be escalating is healthcare. And as you get older, the need for healthcare becomes far more serious because people can't afford the ailments medical technology, the different techniques. One of the comments made yesterday by Ryan Noach, who is the CEO of Discovery on my program, he made the com comment that cancer treatment is getting more and more costly because of the cost of drugs, because of all the new drugs coming on stream. When the pharmaceuticals, so I want to get back to the simpler point of inflation. So, so when prices are rising, people want higher wages. And in America, the, the demand for higher wages because they didn't get increases in 2020 or 21, the same as the rest of the world, simply because of COVID. When they came out of COVID, they now wanted increases because they hadn't had increases and their wage demands were so much higher. Our, our wage demands, I mean, governments, I mean, I understand we don't have the money, but governments demand at 3.8, government workers who want 3.8%. Understand that if you're earning over 15,000 rand a month and you get a 3 or 4% increase, the chances are you're in a company that has a, medic, has a medical aid, you're in a company that has a pension or provident fund, so some of that is going to go to your pension provident fund, and then you're going to pay probably a little bit more tax. As you earn more, you're going to pay a lot more tax. So here you're getting these low increases. How on earth are you meant to keep up when costs, particularly food costs, are going up by 12 to 14 percent? Mm. Uh, petrol's going up. Medical aid's going up. Services are going up. I, I mean, the, the visit to a doctor is going up. So the, the, the question is, and let me make this comment, and, 
and I, I, I don't mean to get political, but let's understand the money that's left South Africa over the years, that is been, that 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 has through corruption and 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 money laundering. If that money was in this country, people, we could have so we would not have to push up interest rates, and people we'd be able to give people bigger grants for that money that's left the country. But the most important thing is. If you now, on the one hand, you've got your wages, you've really got to relook at your budgets, and your budget has got to take into account increasing prices. You can't just give me a budget and say sure. I spend ten thousand because next year you won't be spending ten thousand; you'll be spending eleven thousand. All right, Brian, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of that. Right? How do we factor in? those increasing costs in, in our budget. And I think you've done such a good job of, of explaining how inflation works and um, especially how it affects just some of the services that you and I have to pay for on a month-to-month basis. We continue the conversation with Brian Hirsch. Of course, on the other side of the news headlines, I'll also be taking your calls and questions for him. Think about it, right? Medical aid that in 10, 20 years' time is going to cost 20,000 rand? Who's going who's gonna to be able to afford that medical aid? Um, and, and I know it sounds like we won't get there, but we will. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We continue talking finance with Brian Hirsch, and today we're focusing on inflation and how we begin to factor inflation into our budgets. Brian, the reality is that if we are looking at the issue of um, wage increases, I think a lot of South Africans have not had wage increases for the last three years. And yet we have been dealing with inflation. So we have been dealing with the cost of things going up. In real terms, that means that a salary that you are getting today, you are getting less for it than you did in 2020. Yes, I mean, I would say you, if you didn't get a salary increase over the last three years, 2021 and 2022, you're, you're behind the line in terms of your inflation. I'm not talking about all the statistics that come in, 20 to 25%. That's where you've gone backwards. So to make ends meet, it, because with high interest rates now and all the different costs. I'd just like to make a point. When I spoke about medical aid going to 20000 mm-hmm. that's someone who's got a hospital plan at 5000 What about someone who's got a more comprehensive medical aid, a husband and wife in their 50s, who are paying twelve to 13000 their cost will be 52000 rand. Where will they find that money? Mm-hmm. Now, Our president did announce this weekend that they are moving ahead. There is a bill in parliament at the moment. It's getting got all the people interested, which does include the hospitals, the medical aids, government working on something to do with NHI. I understand again, and, and I had this again last night confirmed, that there's a bill and that bill hopefully will reach some conclusion in the next six to 12 months where all South Africans will be have an opportunity to be have access to healthcare, which is critical. We actually saw it worked during COVID. Everyone was able to get a vaccination. So it did work during COVID and hopefully that will help. And what the situation will be, how people, how what NHR will do and what uh, medical aids will do, because that is going to be your biggest cost. So if that's going to be your biggest cost, you need to get rid of some of your costs. And the three costs that you need to get rid of 
by the time you reach retirement, and sooner if possible, is you need to get rid of your bond. Well, let me start. Let me start. You need to get hold of your unhealthy debt. As I said, a bond and motor car finance today is essential. But the others are really what we call maybe consumer-driven. And again, let me just say, our inflation is pushing us. We don't go out and spend. We're not out there, everyone, workers spending madly. It's just pushed on us. Transport fees, um, petrol prices, oil prices, all food prices are pushed on us. Uh, in America, there's demand. Great demand saying, I want this, I want more of this. There isn't a supply. Salaries have gone up. Oil prices up. And there's been even during COVID, many manufacturing companies were out of business. So there was a shortage of, of goods. And you know, it's like supply and demand. If there's more demand for a particular product, like that prime, don't know what was going on with that drink prime. We'll never know. But there was such a demand. I mean, I heard the kids in the schools were paying two, four, five hundred rand. I mean, that, type, that sort of demand and no supply pushes up the prices. So all I'm that, what, what is important is that when we talk about that there could be some 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 help in the healthcare side where the money is going to come from government say they did say they had about 250 billion they're going to need a lot more maybe we're not going to those who get tax deductions and rebates on medicaid maybe they'll lose those but it's important that people realize that when you're putting together your budget and you've got it, and you want to get rid of your bad debt. Get rid of your bad debt, so you're left with healthy debt. Interest rates will come down. I mean, things are starting to improve in America, and we follow America. Mm. That, every time America pushes up interest rates, and we heard last week, we seem to push up interest rates. Every way, every time interest rates, the people who clap are the pensioners and those who are living on an income with with investments because interest rates have gone up. The rest of South Africa suffer badly because sure. they're going to be paying more. Brian, I want us to talk about what you uh, characterize as, as healthy debt, right? The car and the mortgage. And the reality is if we are looking particularly at the millennials now um, who would be around about my age, right? Lots of people don't own houses because we simply can't afford them. And so we're not even at the point as a generation. I think, you know, there's been extensive research, and it's not just a South African phenomenon. It's, you know, a global phenomenon. We're not even at the point where we can afford to take out mortgages and, and pay them off by the time that, you know, we are 50 or going into retirement. What happens then, you know, because we don't have this. Yes, we buy cars, but we don't have... Um, that healthy debt that you talk about? Well, what's happened in South Africa is proper, other than the, the few pockets like mm -hmm. the Atlantic Seaboard and Mshlanga and some other fancy areas, property prices have come down. People can't afford to pay these prices. People can't afford to fund the bonds. People do not have um, deposits. And so... The, the rental market, although it has picked up, the rental market is certainly a starting point while you build up enough cash to put that deposit down. I mean, anyone who's got cash now sitting to wait to buy, these are great times to buy. I had, I had lunch with an individual about a week ago. They're thinking of buying a property, but they, they've said that the, 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 the deposit they've got isn't sufficient.
Now, I think the banks are, if you, if you can satisfy the bank that, that you can pay the monthly installment, I think you, it does help with lesser bond. But if you're saving money now, she said that there's a property being asked at 875 and I said to her, is that the asking price? Yes. I said, well, you're not going to pay 875 Make an offer of 750000 because there's nothing wrong with making an offer. Certainly at the higher level, people aren't paying the prices. They're making ridiculous offers. So... If you have got money and you are looking to buy, these have got to be amongst the best times to be buying property, up to a million rand, or I think 1.2 million, 3 million. There's no transfer fees. Uh, there's just the, the, the paperwork. Uh, interest rates are all time getting to an all-time high. I mean, our bond rate today could be anything about 11.25. But it's healthier debt than unsecured debt where you're paying 24, 26, 28%. All right. We're going to continue the conversation in a moment with Brian Hirsch. It's time for your latest news headlines. Uh, Gamorello Teledi is standing by. Call us on 086-000-2032. I've got a message here from Jen in Cape Town who says, Dear Cathy, I'm a certified graphic designer with a fairly good job. In real terms, myself and most friends doing this job earned the same we earned in 2003, even with increases. The system is broken. And I think many people can actually relate with a statement like that because even though occasionally you'll see, you'll have those increases that will bump your salary up, you're not able to move or change your quality of life. It seems that you're just, you know, scrambling just to keep covering the same costs over and over again. And I think that's why um, you do have the struggle when it comes to people acquiring and and buying properties. Because in real terms, um, you find that at the end of the day, people are not making that much more money you know, to change their, 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 their lifestyles. I want to play this voice note, um, and it's one of our listeners also sharing their experience with us. Good morning. Good morning, SAFM. Uh, I agree with this uh, person that's talking now. Uh, I'm not sure his name, Brian or something. Yeah, but, uh, you know, as the inflation went up, uh, I'm a truck driver. Uh, yeah, we didn't, didn't get increases and stuff like that. Uh, but I can give you, like, an example. The uh, rates for transporting some goods from uh, maybe like containers from Durban to Joburg, the rates was like about t- between like 11, 11, 12,000 rand per container that's going up to Joburg. And uh, we didn't get any increases yet. Now the rates are going right up to 17, 18,000 rand per container that's going up to Joburg. And yes, we still didn't get an increase, but yeah, that everything went up for the uh, transport owners and stuff right there. So. We drivers, we're still suffering. So yes, everything is going up. Rice has gone up, oil is gone up, the essentials is gone up, bread, everything's gone up. But we're still earning the same money. We're trying to make a living. Our children, you know what, uh, are faced with all our disappointments. And we can't, you know what I mean, uh, make them happy. And uh, yeah, so I think, you know what, the government should uh, go around, raise everybody's uh, wages so that we can live up to this uh, economic uh, status at this moment. Thank you very much, SAFM. Thank you. What are many sad stories. What government are trying to do, and on the plus side, they're trying to create higher rates of interest to avoid people spending. 
They're trying to draw people in to, that are spending to bring inflation down. Because if they bring inflation down, that, that affects everyone, lower mm. inflation rates. So it's not that economically they're not doing it. Unfortunately, we are very hampered. We're hampered by the RAND price. We're hampered by the oil price. We're hampered by the rising costs of so many goods. You know, the production costs are now going up. I, I, he talks about transport costs now being 17, uh, I wasn't sure. 1,000 Rand. Yeah, yeah. 17,000 Rand. I think a lot of companies that are, you know, we, we see all the time, particularly the larger companies that have, the public companies that have to show their performances. And we're seeing Better and better profits coming from these companies, which is rewarding shareholders. But certainly, if staff and employees are not getting wage increasing, the people who are producing, the people who are doing the jobs back at back at the at the, at, at the different organisations, they are not being rewarded. And how can you be rewarded? Either by bringing inflation down, or cutting back your costs, or alternatively getting higher wages. And you're not going to get those higher wages. You're mm. really not. I mean, government employees have been offered 3.8% and a few other, um, maybe a few other perks. It, it, it doesn't match inflation. So the, the only thing people can do, and I want to come back to your property, because you did raise, and let, let me deal with the property now. You raised the question that so few people have a property. But if you can somehow. Now, one of the good things of the two-pot system where people will be able to borrow from their pension and provident funds, which we expect to come in on the 1st of March 2024, will, and you still can, by the way, is to borrow and use your pension money for property, to buy property. Okay. Now, I've always been against that system, but I was, I, I was given a different view yesterday uh, by one of our ministers who sat to me and said, look, what this two-pot system is about. It's readjusting how you get paid. Mm. People get paid in different ways. You get a salary, cost to company, you get contribution to medical aid, and then you get a deferred payment to your pension, which you get when you retire. All they're trying to do is bring that into one situation. This is my cost to company. Let me determine how I will take that money in terms of the things I need to do. And if the two if the two pot system in when you can take money out of your fund comes in, if people are able to borrow on their or take money out of their funds, we don't know how much they will, that should be used not for buying goods, that should be used to purchase property mm. and Put that deposit down. We're not talking a long time away. We're talking about another 10 months before hopefully that'll come in. That will give people who are looking to, 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 to buy into the property market at this lower level. Because if you don't get into the property market, you've never got tenure. You live in a property. You never know. It's never yours. You never know mm. when you'll be given notice and when you'll have to leave. But So from that point of view, it is important that people own properties in South Africa great time to be buying. And if you've got money saved, if you want to borrow from endowment policy and unit trust, do it so that you can actually start to put your feet down. But you've got to look at where you're spending money. Where can you cut back? And everyone, you know, when people don't have money, they cut back. People can cut back because prices are rising. So, Brian, um, I'm not an economist. So when I'm sitting down and putting together my monthly budget, how do I begin to anticipate? This is what's going to be happening in two months' time. Therefore, if my budget is 
2,000 rand, I now need to factor in the fact that um, I'll be getting less for this 2,000 rand in two months' time and make adjustments for that. Yes, your budget mustn't be 2,000. Your budget must be 2,000. Well, when you, you're not going to do budget every two months. You're going mm. to evaluate how much you've spent in the month. Remember, a budget is made up of two components. One is your monthly expenses that you know that are going to occur, and two are other expenses which are you don't know that, that come from time to time. And then you've got some annual expense. If you think about school fees, if you think about school uniforms, if you think about going on holiday, if you think about gifts. So when you put your budget into two columns, one is this is what I pay every month. That you know you pay. Your insurances, your medical aid, whatever, your rental, everything. Then you've got to say, but in a year's time, I'm going to be paying at least 8% more on all those costs. So my budget isn't 15000 in a year's time. Mm. It'll be 16 and a half, 17. This is my annual expenses divided by 12. So I need 19,000 rand a month, but I'm only earning 18,000 rand a month. You have to find how you cut back. And if you're only earning 19 and you know you're going to be paying 21 next year, you've got to work out if you're not going to get a decent salary increase. I, I, I say companies, employees have a lot of power. And if and company, there needs to be an employment body, employee body who goes to companies and see, when they see good results coming through and they're not rewarded, mm. they need to speak to their companies and say, you know, we're doing the work. You've got to have this communication. The unions play a fantastic role because they represent so many people who wouldn't have a voice otherwise. Mm, mm. But in a lot of the smaller companies, people don't have a voice. But also so many sectors aren't unionized, right? So there are no representatives. And by and large, Brian, the, the kind of environment that we have in South Africa is that people are just made to feel grateful for the fact that they even have a job. So getting to the point where you are able to stand up for yourself and demand and, and ask for, for, for better wages is seen more as a risk because you don't want to be that one that is, you know, um, sidelined or that is pointed out as the problematic one, which is unfortunately how we see business respond to, to employees. And, and, and I'll get your take on that in a moment. Um, I'm also taking your calls 083, uh, so, uh, apologies for that, at 086, uh, rather, 000 for your questions for Brian, Anonymous and Theo. I see you. We're going to come straight to you after the latest break. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. We're still talking finance with Brian Hirsch. I want to go to Anonymous in Kwamashu. Anonymous, good morning. Hey, do you mean us, Katy? Hey, look at Hey, teaching, Anonymous, I appreciate the fact that you made an effort. I appreciate the fact you, you sound like me when I try and speak Zulu, so you're making me feel better here. let me just jump to the horse. Uh, very, very, very quickly. As you see, you have uh, uh, Brian Hersh, I always listen when he's always there. And the things that always strike me is that whatever that you guys always talk about, I always look at myself in the mirror because I'm not doing anything of that. I, like, I don't see myself fitting to that because I don't have an income. I don't want to dwell and go deep on what it has happened. 
because we know no income is just make families dysfunctional. And I'm worried, Casey, uh, is that, I mean, in my 40s, what is going to happen in 20 years? With me, no income, I'm trying, I'm a, I have license, I have my diploma, and I'm like, I'm stuck. You see, the problem is the electricity that has come. I don't see it now anymore because I don't even buy groceries. You know, I, I just like, you know, when I meet an old friend who would say, you know what, hey, brother and so, hey, the jack. So I told that, I would see. You see, I hear people say they cannot live with 100 grand a day. I live with nothing in other days. And I'm like, I'm worried, is that when I, 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 I reach a stage whereby I'm unable to look after myself, because you see, this thing of not having income, it will have a severe impact on me. I can, I can comfortably tell you because I remain anonymous. I, I, I'm, I'm single, not because I want to. You see, it's, I, I agreed. Because I thought maybe I could be just a, 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 be a bigger man, accepted that she's going to leave. Because she cannot, I cannot force her to stay or be in a situation whereby there's, there's no income. Mm. I'll say, let me just stop there. I don't want you to an, go further. An, because anonymous, my story, yeah. I, my story, a, I, anonymous, how long have you been unemployed for? Hey, man, I don't know. You see, in the middle, I will get these jobs. That it is clear that you see, you know, when a person is going to use you. And I'm not taking away the fact that one will be like assisting you. Mm. But I, you see, since uh, I think 2008, I was once tasted what I call employment. Mm. Municipality, they sell jobs there. You see, I, 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 I'm a particular surname. But I've learned to understand that, you see, good things that are supposed to be channeled to us as human beings here in South Africa, they go through those, I don't know, the VIPs, the ones who are closer. You see, the story, hey, me, in South mm-hmm. Africa, ma'am, it's going back, not even still. And I'm worried that, you see, I know that there are so many people in my situation, and we, we, we talk when we meet as gents. And you see what I hear from people when they are talking. They, they are talking about, you know, spitting fire. And I know that they are wasting their energy, I mean, where they're not going to get solutions. But, hey, my story, and others, I don't you know. When you talk about saving, I, mm-hmm. like, I can just go away. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know mm-hmm. what to say. Mm-hmm. And you see, my, I have a sister, which I cannot blame her, because I was broke my parents here. She's okay. You know what? During COVID. She said, we must put 2,000 rand so then she can send us food. Where are we going to get 2,000 rand? Mm. Can you imagine? So, so, so Anonymous, um, yes, ma'am. J- j- just for, 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 for my benefit, and I think also for the benefit of, of the producers of this show, yes, a ma'am. conversation like this, right? What do yes. you make of a conversation like this where we are talking about um, you know, savings and, and just generally how to manage money better. And you are somebody who is saying that the very basic that you are talking about, I don't have. So how can we how can we have a conversation that makes somebody like you feel more empowered, if that's even the right term, after you've had, after you've listened to it? 
I may not know Alkechi because I one will understand and maybe this will need to advise the data get, but you know mm. get it too practical. One may know how to save, but it, I mean save what? Because if you are working for a particular company, you get maybe less than a thousand rand on the fortnight, and your 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 needs, not your wants, they are above, way 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 above that you are, you are getting. Mm. How can you begin to talk about saving? Saving what? There are yeah. people who are working every day, like not earning anything. Because it's like you're teasing your, your, your mm-hmm. what you call, mm-hmm. uh, your, your challenge. Because I don't want to say it's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's like you're teasing your challenge. It's like you say hello, and it turns and it looks at you at your direction and says, I'm not going anywhere. Sure. Ma'am, I'm sorry, yeah. to, I'm sorry to bomb you with my... No, no, anonymous, anonymous, please, please don't apologize. It's an important perspective. It's an important perspective and, that, and that, you've, you, that, that you've brought to the show. Painful. I don't know. You see, when you talk about holidays, birthday, your quad, ah, to me, it's just the same. Mm. And my mm. kids, I don't, I don't think they just go south people. They go because they don't have control. All right, ma'am. All I right. wish you all the guys there. I wish you well. Man. No, Anonymous, I, I want to thank you so much for for, for that call and for being as as honest oh, as, as you were oh, in that man. conversation. And I think that's just something that we also have, have to think about because the reality of, of the country we live in is that um, you're sitting with such a high unemployment rate that there's so many people that are excluded from this conversation just by virtue of the fact that um, they don't have jobs. And we are broadcasting to South Africa. We've got the greatest reach in this country. And and it's also about be, being mindful of that. Um, I've got a couple of more callers to take. I don't know if you want if you ha- if you want anything if you have anything to say, Brian, before I go to Theo. No, All right, I'm, I'm lost for words. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Theo in Benoni, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm all right, how are you, Theo? Fine, welcome back, Casey. Thank you, thank and, you so uh, much. I'm a, I'm a first-time caller, but I always listen. Oh, welcome to the show, welcome. Great to have you on board. Thank you. I would, I would like to start by thanking both you and Brian and the entire team for, for the platform whereby you are educating us with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very informative. Okay. The first thing I'd like to ask Brian is that, uh, if you don't mind this, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> no, go, uh, go ahead, Theo. <laughs> yes. I wanted to ask for the uh, about the one you just mentioned about the pension fund, that government they are still in talks and they are elaborating as to how much percent will be offered because he said he, he, he didn't believe in it before until one of the ministers uh, give him another perspective. So the, the, the thing which I, I have concerns with is that government always advertise some things as if it's for the best interest of the people, but when you always look into the nitty-gritty, it doesn't benefit the people. This one in particular, like if we were to ask about the tax, because normally when you, let's say you resign, they will, re, they will tax you a lot of money. And then when this one in particular, how will they treat it? Because now you are withdrawing. And that amount on a monthly basis, it was not being taxed. It was going 
it was separate uh, category for pension, but now we are going to bring it to the surface. I, I feel like government is using this as an opportunity so that they can take that money, so that they increase their income. It's not necessarily to benefit employees as they are advertising it. All right. Okay, that, mm. that's what I wanted clarity on. And then, uh, can I also remain on the line? I would like to comment on trading once we are done. All right, let, 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 let Brian answer your question then, Theo. Okay, I'm going to answer the question based on how the bill is currently structured. You're absolutely correct. At the moment, anyone contributing to a pension or problem fund gets a tax deduction on that contribution. And again, I'm really so sad when I heard that last caller talk about what's the point of this program when I talk about savings and how you've got to cut back and do budgets and there's just no money. But you get a deduction uh, off, your, off your earnings for any contribution you make, up to 350,000 rand a year, 27.5%. I'm only adding that in so that I'm just getting for clarity's sake. When the, the bill currently reads that if you take money out of your pension fund, we don't know how much you will be taking. But I, I, was, I always said, I'm not, I'm not in favor of it because what are people going to do at retirement? And then what I've now been told, forget retirement because people have to live today. And you heard what that previous caller said. So people, if people have to live today, if people want to buy property, do you know that if you're a member of a pension fund, you, you can borrow on your pension fund up to your withdrawal benefit, either where the pension fund gives the bank a guarantee and the bank will lend you the money or they have a registered uh, home loan scheme on the, pen- on, on the actual pension fund. But at this stage, you will get taxed at marginal rates of tax, not average rates. It will be added to your income for that year, and you will be taxed accordingly. So you are absolutely right. You will be taxed at the higher rate on the money coming out because the government, because going in, you got the tax deduction. Mm. So that is something that, that we'll have wait to hear what happens because you make a very valid point. Uh, the tax is going to be a lot less. Um, but I think what is important is I'm now of the view if people, if this is meaning a restructure of their cost to company where you've got your salary and you've got your pension and now everything is going to be seen as one and you're going to be able to borrow on the contributions, then I think I, I'm of the opinion that where we are in South Africa with 35 to 42 percent, and we don't know exactly, people unemployed, people who, and those who are, are employed, you know, those, in, uh, we, we've just got to somehow grow our businesses, but we've got so many things against us. The, mm. the low t- you know, they say that this um, um, grey listing had no effect on South Africa. It hasn't had an effect on South Africa. Our rand is still sitting. Cathy read it out today. 18.41 to the dollar, 23 to the pound. That means anything that's imported, any goods for motor cars, any, any medicines, uh, oil, all of that, the only advantage of the oil is that oil was at $76. So when people listen to Cathy's report and every, any uh, news presenter who reports on how the markets are doing, the only two things that the majority of people should be listening to is how's our RAND and how's our oil price because that has a direct impact on All you. All right.
Theo, unfortunately, I'm going to have to leave it there with you because I see uh, we are running out of time for the program. I want to take uh, some other callers that have been on the line. Uh, Peter in Johannesburg, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Katie? I'm well, thank you, Peter. Go for it. I'm okay. Katie, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the, 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 the role of uh, government in, 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 terms, in terms of the, the, the employment. Because you know the Department of Labor is supposed to be playing a, a playing an important role to make sure that the the, the 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 workers they get what they deserve. But there there is a law in, in, in this country that is in, in in the book. The book is kept in the shelf, so it does not help the the, the workers. You you know the, the what is happening now. The employer they they doing what they want. Some of the employer they pay. I'm working in a, a, a truck industry. They paying ten thousand rand a month. You you work uh, uh, drive a truck day and night. Sometimes even if you you are tired, you have to drive, but you're getting ten thousand rand. Some pay twelve thousand rand. Some pay fifteen thousand rand. Mm. But the Department of Labor they they doing nothing. When 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 you go to report them at the Department of Labor, the employer is laughing at you. You you going to the bargaining council is laughing at you, because they got a connection in that those offices. So you go there. Sometimes uh, uh, when you report your matter, your matter it will be uh, 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 postponed in bargaining council until you 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 you, you don't get satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Then what you what when you, when when the, when the, when there is a, a case in bargaining council, so they will tell you no, you must reconcile with your employer. The, 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 the employment is, is very scarce. Uh, your children is going to be hungry. But the employee dismissed you. Sometimes you sit at home for six months. Then when the, the case is taking place in bargaining council or CCMA, they will tell you you must reconcile with the company. So that, that, that is, is a big problem. Because even the, the, the president himself, he making the, the, the employer to, 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 to escape from, from the law. Because last time he said the 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 the, the lower wages must be three thousand five hundred rand. Then he came back. He said those employers who cannot pay that, they must write the letter. So they're gonna be getting it in them. In the, in, 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 they, 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 they they must write the letter. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Now how the employer they can keep the law if the government is giving them the the, the, the way to get away? All right. This is a problem because in South Africa. We, we we got a problem. All the, the the ministers, they, they they don't care about us. We are suffering. We we, we, we got no job. We got no food. Even those uh, 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 my my grandfather, uh, uh, yes, I was at home on on, on weekend at the weekend. He's telling me that he never received his grant uh, uh, all age patient money. He, he went there. They said there's no money. They said they're gonna send him the SMS to come when the money is there. But how long the, the, the old man has been sitting so long now when he's supposed to get the money, there's no money there. All right. So, Peter, Katie, I'm going to have to ask you to leave it there, unfortunately, because we're completely out of time. But I think you've made the point. And, and Brian, we are out of time. Um, but the reality is that you, you, these these are the lives of the real people of this country you know this is the real state of affairs of of where things are and and people are frustrated and they are wanting they're wanting solutions um to 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 some of these problems 
Look, it's been a very difficult program listening to all the issues, mm. the raising. You raised the point about people wanting to buy property, can't afford. We hear about people who haven't, um, who aren't working, where people are underpaid. And where I started the program saying the cost of living are going up and up and up. And it's it's at this point in time, I, I, I certainly don't have any solutions. Yeah. All right, Brian, we're going to leave it there. And, you know, we, I mean, there are voice notes of people that are saying, I've cut my medical aid. Uh, somebody else says, I've got 75% debt. How do I deal with that? Um, hopefully, we'll be able to help you navigate uh, some of these challenges. For now, it is 11 o'clock. Time for the latest news update.